thank you for joining us at Remnant Church for our worship, w virtual worship experience. Uh, we just thank God for his goodness and the opportunity to come before you one more time and share the word of God. I want to pray this prayer before we go into our message today. And we just know that God is in control even during difficult times. He is good. Lord, we thank and praise you for this day. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to come and to share and to reflect. We thank you, God. Good morning and thank you for joining us for our virtual worship service. I'm Pastor Anthony Heron, Senior Pastor here at Remnant Church, and we're just thankful to come and share with you for a few minutes from the Word of God. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your Word today. We thank you because you sent your Word and healed us. Lord, we thank you for every person that has joined us over the airways and online today to hear the word of God, that they would hear from you, that they would receive a word of hope, a word of faith. We thank you for your healing and deliverance. We thank you for touching your men and women everywhere. You see where we are. You know what we're going through. So, Lord, we thank you today that you would anoint these lips of clay and you would let me speak as an oracle of Christ in the words of my mouth. The meditations of our heart would be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength and redeemer, and I give you the praise and the glory for all that you're going to do and all that you're going to share through us and through me on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We thank God for you, and we're going to go quickly to the word of God. We're going to share uh, from Genesis chapter 18 today. We're going to talk about the life of Abraham as our sermon series in this month of July. We have focused on the journey. And we understand that God has us on a journey called life. And even as we are walking through this season where we're dealing with pandemic in our world and there's economic uncertainty and there has been all types of injustice um, and things that have come up and come through uh, the airways and the news reports. But we understand that God still has a plan and a purpose for our life and he wants what's best for us. He wanted what's best for Abraham. We're going to read the New Living Translation, Genesis chapter 18. It says, The Lord appeared again to Abram while he was camped near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. 
And one day about noon, as Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent, the Bible says he suddenly noticed three men standing nearby. He got up and ran to meet them, welcoming them, them by bowing low to the ground. Verse 3 of Genesis chapter 18, Abraham says, My Lord, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. He said, Rest in the shade of this tree while my servants get you some water to wash your feet. Let me prepare some food to refresh you. Please stay before continuing on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, quick, get three measures of your best flour, praise God, and bake some bread. And Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a fat calf and told a servant to hurry and butcher it. When the food was ready, he took some cheese curds and milk and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men as they ate. And Abraham waited on them beneath the trees. Praise the name of God. I'm going to skip down to verse 12. It says that in uh, verse 11, rather, and since Abraham and Sarah were both old and Sarah was long past the age of having children, she laughed silently to herself. How could a worn out woman like me have a baby, she thought, and when my master, my husband, is also so old? So the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is there anything too hard from God? For about a year from now, just as I told you, I will return and Sarah will have a son. And that promise is given in Genesis chapter 18, verse 10. It says, then one of them said, about this time next year, I will return and your Sarah, your wife Sarah, will have a son. I want to share with you today that this journey that you are on, the promise of God is worth the wait but God is not in a hurry. I want to submit to you that God is not in a hurry and that he has a perfect plan and he has a perfect timing for everything. And that even includes right now when we are dealing with COVID-19 in our world, that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives, but he is not in a hurry. And some of us probably would wish that this thing would go away so we can go back to normal. But what is God saying and speaking to us during this time as we, his people, are his servants? Are we really listening to his voice? Are we really getting the message that he is sending and sharing with us and to us as he shared with his servant Abraham? Praise God. Abraham was camped, notice, 
that he was near this oak grove belonging to Mamre, and one day about noon, that's an important detail because this lets us know that Abraham was in the heat of the day. Noontime is generally when the sun is around its highest point, and its sun shines, it produces a heat, and Abraham is sitting out there. It says he's sitting near the entrance of his tent, and suddenly there are three men standing by, and Abraham reacted to the site where he sees these men, and he gets up to meet them, and he welcomes them, and he bows to the ground, and we have to understand here from this scripture that these were not ordinary people that Abraham came in contact with, but if we look at verse 1, it says, the Lord appeared to Abraham while he was camped, and here so God shows forth himself, and the word Lord means Jehovah, and that means the eternal, the existent God. He shows himself, the existing one. He visits Abraham, and he shares something with Abraham. And Abraham is quickly uh, moving into this position where he lays flat on the ground, and he begins to worship the Lord, and he speaks to God. He says, my Lord, if it pleases you, stop here for a little while. And I want some know if somebody has that same prayer and that same desire that Abraham had while he was yet without the son of promise. Notice here he has already given birth and brought forth Ishmael, who was had with the maidservant Hagar, which was an act that was in pre, uh, it was premature. It was an attempt to bring forth something, but it wasn't the promise of God. And now Abraham is sitting here and he is saying, why don't you stop here for a while, Lord, and rest here and let me get some water to wash your feet. Let me prepare some food to refresh you. Stay here a while before continuing on your journey. And how many of us need to say that? How many of us need to ask God? How many of us want a visitation from God? How many of us need to hear from God? How many of us have been waiting on God? And how many of us, while we are waiting on God, are reacting like Abraham? Abraham here is not frustrated and upset, but he positions himself in a place of worship. He recognizes that God has shown himself to him, and he says, God, stop here for a while. God, stop here for a while. Praise the name of God. Don't be impatient in your walk with Christ. Don't be impatient in this journey of life. God uses every encounter that we have because there's something he wants us to learn. There's something he wants us to experience about himself. And even when we are going through difficult times, here Abraham is at noon. He is in the heat of the day. He is sitting at the entrance of his tent, but he sees and he has an encounter with God, and he uses this opportunity to worship God, and then he uses this opportunity to see how can he serve, how can he be a tool, how can he be a servant 
in the work that God has for him to do. Abraham, I'm sure, has his own needs. Abraham, I'm sure, has his own desires. But I want you to know that God wants us to be like Abraham, and, and he places us on this journey not to be selfish, not to think about what we need and about what we're going through, but he wants us to find ways to honor him and to serve him. And one of the best ways to honor him and to serve him is to meet and to serve the needs of others. God uses tests and trials, and he brings people in our life so he can cultivate fruit in our life. It's time for us to slow down like Abraham did. Abraham got up, and he ran to meet them, but as soon as he got to where they were, he bowed down, and he says, if it pleases you, stop here for a little while. And some of us need to ask God that right now. Lord, come see about me. Lord, I want you to rest where I am. Lord, I want you to visit my house like you visit Abraham's house. God, I want to experience and see you even during this time while I'm in expectation of what I want and in expectation of what you promised I could have and what I could be and where I could go and what I could do. At this particular moment, I'm parked in a place and I'm not really going anywhere, but this moment is an opportunity for me to learn and to spend some time with you. God wants us to enjoy the journey through life, walking with him. And he wants us to learn how to relax, but not a relaxation where we take our attention away from him, but we focus on him, focus on what he is saying and what he is doing. There are some things that God wants to do in your life. There are some places that God wants to take you, but there's a process of preparation and there's a process of waiting. And God is not in a hurry because God is time. He is timeless and all he has is time. And he is waiting on us to align with his will and to align with his word because he wants us to experience the best of who he is and what he has to offer this journey that we are on throughout this life. God seeks to bring us from one place to another for our own growth, development, and equips us to be able to receive the promise and to walk out his purpose. But sometimes we get in a hurry in the wrong way. We want God to quickly intervene in our circumstances. We get tired of our situation. But one of the biggest lessons for us as people and one of the biggest lessons that we can gain through this time is to how to be patient, is how to wait. Praise God. One of the biggest lessons we need to learn is how to stay focused even during difficult times. You have to learn how to wait. Can you stay where one is? Can you delay an action until a particular time or until something else happens and you know it's of God? Abraham, I'm not sure how long he was here in this place, but he knew that the Lord appeared to him and he addressed him as Lord. And he says, if it pleases you, stop here for a little while. And some of us need to say that, Lord, stop here. Come to my house. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Lord, I've been busy. Lord, I've allowed 
things and I've allowed people, I've allowed this world to grab my attention. But Lord, now I want you to have my attention. Lord, I want to get your instruction. Lord, I want to receive your information. Lord, I need clarity for where I am to go, for what I am to do during this time. Can you stay? Can you wait? And can you worship? God visited Abraham. Listen, God wants to see about you. He cares about you. And he recognized amongst these three visitors that one of them was the Lord. There were two of the others were angels, but one of them was the Lord. And I'm here to tell you today, God's got angels watching over us. He's not in a hurry and he's not forgotten about you. And he's ready and he's willing to stay where you are. Thank you, Lord. Abraham worshiped. He bowed down. He prostrated himself on the ground. His face was down, and he welcomed them. Listen, we ought to welcome the Lord that way when we get up in the morning, when we go to bed, when we're going throughout our day, when we're waiting on things to reopen, when we're waiting on this thing to, to go away and for all of the science and the, the medicine and the policies to help. Take course so that we can go back to normal. Lord, help me not to be in such a hurry where I miss this moment and this opportunity where you are providing a moment this season for me to seek you, for me to pray, for me to praise, for me to worship, for me to study the word, for me to be a person who is getting about my divine purpose, who is recalibrating, who is bringing things back into focus so I can see what's most important. Abraham worshiped God. Abraham made a place for God. Verse 3 in chapter 18 of Genesis, he says, stop here for a while. They were on a journey. They were on their way uh, to see what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. But before they got there, they went and they visited Abraham. And Abraham didn't take this opportunity to waste it, but he served God. The Bible says he got busy. He was focused on where he was and who was with him at the time. And I want you to know today, God wants you to focus on him. God wants you to take time to seek him. God wants you to praise him. God wants you to work for him. He wants you to be in such a place where you are focused not just about what you want, how you feel, or where you want to go. But, Lord, where do you want me to go? Lord, what are your needs? He sought to meet the needs of someone else. Verse 5, he says, let me prepare some food to refresh you. How is it that Abraham could prepare something to refresh the Lord? What is it that we can give God? What is it that God wants from us? Listen, God is not in a hurry. He's not in a hurry. He wants you to take this time to seek him. Listen, while Abraham prepared this food, this source of comfort to support, to sustain, to stay, to establish, to strengthen, and to comfort them while they were on their journey. Don't you know that God, he's not stingy, but he reciprocates and he gives back to us when we give to him. Listen, he wants to support, to sustain, to establish, to strengthen, and to comfort you during this time. Abraham ran back to his tent. He told his wife in verse 6, Get the best flour and bake some bread. Show hospitality to these strangers. Praise God. This was a symbol and a sign of what God 
is indicating and asking for us to do even now while we are waiting, while we are wondering, while we are seeking God, while we are waiting for things to move forward. Lord, what is it that you need from me? Lord, what is it that you desire from me? Lord, what is it that I can give? What is it that I can do? Lord, I know I need something. Lord, I know I have problems and I have a situation, but Lord, help me not to be selfish in this season, but help me to seek and look for opportunities to bless somebody else. God is not in a hurry. Every place he places us in, he's not just putting us there for naught, but there's something that he wants us to see. There's someone he wants us to meet. There's somebody he wants us to touch. There's somebody he wants us to pray for. There's somebody he wants us to encourage. Hebrews 13 and 2 says, some have entertained angels unaware. Listen, during this time, you may be in a different setting. God may be bringing you in contact with people you haven't met before, but don't be in such a hurry to get through the moment. See what God is trying to say. Learn what God is wanting to do in your life. And don't be stingy. Abraham got his choice flower. He gave his best to God. Verse 7 says he chose a fat calf. He didn't go out into the field and get a calf that was sick and that was skinny, but he got the best that he had to bring to the man of God, to bring to the servants of God. And it's time for us to bring God our best. And it's not just a tangible thing, but it's the best that we can give him of our worship, of our praise. It's time for us to find out what we have already while we are waiting on what's next. Have we really embraced where we are right now? And have we really used what we've been given to be a blessing to the people that are in need around us? Abraham gave his best to God. He gave them cheese curds and milk roasted meat and he served it to him and they ate and Abraham waited on them beneath the trees. Isn't that interesting that Abraham didn't leave them but he took time and he exercised patience. God wants us not to be in such a hurry to where we miss divine moments to be a blessing to encourage someone else, to hear from him. Thank you, Lord, while we are on this journey. Abraham had to wait. We're going to have to wait. He waited beneath the trees. Thank you, Lord. Take time to serve someone else. And in that moment, while he forgot about his circumstance and his situation and what he needed, the Lord used this angel and these three angels and men that Abraham came into contact with. And they said in verse 10, about this time next year, I will return and your wife will have a son. What is the significance of that? Abraham, while he slowed down and he became patient, God 
spoke a word of purpose and promise. And he gave him a time frame. He says, just wait. A year from now, you're going to bring forth and you're going to give birth to something. You're going to bring forth a son. You're going to bring forth purpose and destiny. And I'm doing this because you exercise faith. You recognize me for who I was. You said, Lord, and you gave the best that you had and you took time to give me water. You took time to bake me bread. You took time to roast meat. You took time to see about what was important to me. And now I'm ready to see about what's important to you. Listen, God is not in a hurry. He's not in a hurry. Do you recognize him, however, when he shows up? Abraham waited on God, and while he waited, there was a blessing in the wait. There was a purpose for the wait. Why the waiting? God wants us to be more like him. God has time, but we don't have unlimited time. Our time is short in this space while we're in this mortal body, and we need to use this time. We've got to slow down. We've been too busy doing the wrong thing. God is not in a hurry. And he says, listen, I'll let this thing linger a little while longer because I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to show you something about me. And even though it's difficult and even though there are things that don't make sense, I'm not in a hurry because I'm going to use this situation to bring forth glory. I'm going to use this time. I'm going to use this season. I'm going to use this moment to birth purpose, to birth destiny, to bring forth the thing that you've been waiting on, that you've been worrying and wondering about. I don't want you to worry and wonder about it. I want you to get what I'm trying to give you during this time. I want you to receive the blessing. I want you to enjoy my presence. I want you to enjoy my visitation. I'm coming to see about you. I'm there when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed, even when it seems like you're in isolation and there's no one else there. I'm here and I'm sitting and I'm waiting. Are you going to attend to the things that are important to me? You have to learn how to wait. We've got to learn how to be patient. Listen, serve during this time. Find a way to meet the needs of God. How do we meet the needs of God? We, we meet the needs of somebody else. He says, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. You gave me something to eat. Listen, there are people out there that need help. They need strength. They need prayer. They need somebody to tell them about Jesus. And while we're in such a hurry to move on to the next thing, God wants us to take this moment to honor him. He wants us to take this moment to recognize him. God spoke a word over their life, and it came to pass. God purposely waited until things in the natural needed the supernatural to take place. They could not be dependent on what they could do by themselves, but it was God that would do it in them and through them to produce a harvest. And our reaction needs to be a reaction of faith. It needs to be a reaction of 
determination and patience that we're going to wait on God. And I'm not going to laugh at the impossibility or the circumstance that's in front of me or the impossibility of what someone said could not be or what I could not do. I understand that God has the ability and the authority to intervene in the impossible in my life. And it doesn't matter how long it's been or how hard it's been or how trying my circumstance, God can do the impossible in my life. And he's not in a hurry. And the waiting and the time that I've spent looking for him to show up. I'm not going to waste this moment. I'm going to worship like Abraham. I'm going to serve like Abraham. I'm going to give like Abraham. I'm going to love. I'm going to show kindness. I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to wait this thing out because I know God's got something for me. I know he's got something that he wants to birth through me. And in me, and even in this moment, in this season where you're waiting, where you're looking for God to change your situation, he's birthing something in you right now. He's birthing purpose, destiny. There's an anointing on your life. There's a call. There's something greater that God had to do this, to put you in this place, to get your attention and says, do you recognize me when I'm passing by you? Do you recognize me when I show up? Do you recognize me when I come into your house? Do you recognize me when my presence is there? Do you recognize me when I make a way out of no way? Do you recognize me when things should be one way, but they're another way because I have provided for you. I have met your needs. I am your source. I am your strength. Don't laugh at this circumstance in this situation in disbelief, but laugh in faith. Listen, don't, don't neglect or negate God's ability even when he speaks a word. Sarah laughed because Abraham heard the word. She didn't hear it. He spoke it to him. He didn't spoke it to her, but she overheard that there was something that was going to happen that did not make sense. God is not in a hurry. Why did God wait for so long? God, why did God wait until she was of an age and when he was of an age when this was not really what should be? Because he wanted them to know that his power was greater than any physical or natural earthly obstacle that stands in the way. That he knows how to change things. That he knows how to birth things through us and in us that aren't manufactured by men that aren't manufactured and conjured up on our own, but they come through this journey of patience, of faith, of trusting God, of worshiping God, of giving our best to God, of making a place for God, of waiting on God. God is not in a hurry, but he hasn't forgotten about you. Verse 14 says there's nothing too hard for God. God wants to do some things that are impossible through and in your life so that he can get the glory. All that we do should point back to him. Thank you, Lord. Do you understand who he really is? Don't just focus on what he does, but focus on who he is. Believe not only in his ability, but stand on his authority and let your activity and behavior reflect your faith. And let your faith rise up in this moment of uncertainty, past this present impossibility. Thank you, Lord. 
Jesus said it in Matthew 19 and 26. Humanly speaking, it's impossible. With God, everything is possible. While things do not look good, God wants to deal with our impossibility to show us he can do anything, no matter what time it is, no matter what season you are in your life. Don't give up on God. There are some supernatural things getting ready to take place. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't mean you don't have to work or walk, but you have to worship, serve, give, wait, have faith. Thank you, Lord. He knows where you are. He knows what you need. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants what's best for you. He's not in a hurry, but it's time for us to get in a hurry back to him. Lord, I need you. Lord, I want to hear your voice. Lord, I want to be an instrument in your kingdom. Lord, I want to be a light. Lord, I want to be a witness. Lord, I want my life to please you. Lord, I want my life to honor you. Lord, I want my time, oh God, to be focused and to give attention to the things that you really have for me to do. Lord, I thank you today that you know how to deal with the impossibilities that are around us. There's some things that we want to move, we want to happen, but we thank you that even now that you are on the throne, that you are in control, and you know exactly where we are and exactly what we need. And I prophetically declare, even to those that are listening to me, that have been waiting, that have been watching, that have been serving, that have been honoring you, that have been giving the best that they've had, the Lord, you're about to show up. You're getting ready to show out. You're getting ready to do and intervene in some things. You're getting ready to go into some places. You're getting ready to turn some situations around. And Lord, we thank you today. We're not going to laugh in disbelief, but we're going to laugh at the enemy today. And we're going to worship and praise you because we know that we have the victory because Jesus Christ is Lord. He has won the battle on the cross. You have shed your blood and we have been forgiven of our sins. The, the guilt and our sins and our wrong have been erased because you have given us this chance. You've bridged the gap between us and the Father, and you're trying to develop something in us so you can do something through us even now. And so we thank you that it's worth the wait. We're here to wait on you. Help us learn to wait on you. Help us to praise you. Help us to thank you. Help us to serve you. Help us to worship you. Help us to honor you while we're waiting. Lord, we need you like never before. We're waiting on you to show up, but we're not going to be idle in this moment, in this time. We're going to worship. We're going to praise. We're going to give. We're going to serve. We're going to be a blessing. We're going to honor you. We're going to tell everybody that you did it, that you fixed it, that you made a way. In this journey, this was just a season. This is just a moment where you are giving us and equipping us to be more like you. And so we thank you for it now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We thank God for his word today that he's not in a hurry. He's not late. He's always on time. And he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And we're going to get through this, but we don't want to go past the lessons that he has for us to learn today. We don't want to miss the opportunities that he has for us to give, to serve, to be a blessing, even when everything doesn't make sense and isn't always clear to us in that moment. He knows what he's doing, and he knows that there's nothing too hard for him. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray right now, if someone doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, 
that they would receive Jesus. I praise you right now, God, that someone even repeats this prayer. Lord, I'm a sinner and I want to be saved. I thank you. I believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died for me on the cross. And I thank you today for forgiving me of all of my sins. I thank you, Lord, for putting me in a place, God, where I can see you, where I can hear you, where I can serve you, where I can worship you. And I can walk into that place of promise and purpose and destiny that you have for my life. I thank you for saving me. I want to pray for someone else right now doesn't have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I pray right now that you receive the gift of God, that you be empowered with the wisdom and the fruit of the Spirit of God, that you be filled with the Spirit. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, I pray even now for those of you that are waiting, that you're looking, you've got something before the Lord you need them to do. It seems like God is too late. It seems like God has forgotten, but I'm here to tell you, I want you to be encouraged and empowered today that he's not in a hurry and he's not forgotten about you and he said be not weary in due season in in do in well doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not hold on don't give up god is on your side he's going to see you through praise the name of the lord on this journey don't get in such a hurry slow down take time to spend with the lord Come on, say, Lord, stop here for a little while. I need your presence. I need your spirit. I need your anointing. I need a touch from on high. While Abraham refreshed them, while he prepared something for them to eat, don't you know God was ministering to him? God was doing something on the inside of him. He was carrying a seed. He was carrying a work. He was carrying us, his children of faith, in his bosom because he believed and he was obedient and he stayed in faith. Didn't mean he didn't make some mistakes sometimes, but he continued. He got up. He ran to meet them. Come on, get in a hurry. Get up and seek God in the morning. Call on his name. Praise the Lord. He's, he's good. He loves you. And we love you with the love of the Lord. We thank you for joining us. We want you to take some time to Reflect on this word, Genesis chapter 18. God is not in a hurry. There is a purpose. There is a promise. There is a reason for this moment. Slow down and hear what he has to say and what he wants to do in your life. We thank you for joining us today, and we want you to be blessed. We're praying for you. We know that things are difficult and challenging, but don't let the difficult and the challenge of the impossibility that's before you stop the generosity of the love and the work of God from being manifest and flowing out of your life. Hallelujah. If you have something to give, God has something for you to do. It's your time to be blessed. Come on and receive this word today. The promise of God is worth the wait. He's not in a hurry, and he has a purpose and a plan. He's going to bring you out of this all right. Thank you, and God bless you.